Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Welcome to those online and those that watch on TV and listen on the radio as well. If you are in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. A warm welcome awaits you. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Turn with me to Malachi. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Malachi 3.6. Malachi 3.6. All throughout this month, today we are talking about God's word, the master key to life. And all throughout this month, we'll be looking at the word of God from various angles and from various dimensions malachi 3 6 he says for i am the lord i do not change therefore you are not consumed O sons of jacob i am the lord i do not change i do not change and in the new testament he puts it this way in hebrews chapter 13 thank you lord jesus hebrews chapter 13 Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 13, verse 8, he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's saying the same thing. God doesn't change. And when we build our lives on God, no matter what happens on the same, in the world, we have that stability. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, everything that is, that is turbulent in your life, as you build your foundation on the word of God, may you experience stability in the name of Jesus. So yes, there are uncertain times in the world. And, you, yes, and some people, you may be tempted when you turn on the news to be, to be discouraged and to lose hope. But this morning I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that we serve a God who does not change. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. So build your foundation on God so you can enjoy that stability. It's so important. If you are online, invite someone to watch this and let us get into the word of God. God's word, the master key to life. Matthew chapter 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, As surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you, many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out, in, out into outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, there's a lot packed in here. This centurion is a captain of a hundred people. And the first thing that we want to notice and see here is the fact that when he faced an issue, he knew where to go. When there was a situation in his life, he knew who he had to go to. 
You see, when, 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 when there's a, a problem in your life and when you run into difficulty, the first question that we want to ask ourselves this morning is, who do you tend to? When it really comes down to it, who is your source? A river has a source that it, if, if, if it starts and originates from. When this person had an issue, he knew exactly where to go. It makes all the difference where we turn and where we look. Psalm 146, notice there, Psalm 146. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From verse 3. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Because if we depend on God, then we will make it. Psalm 146, verse 3. He says, Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs, he returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Do not put your trust in and your confidence and we should not be discouraged or be in despair when we are in times of difficulty if we look to our god and look to him first he will have mercy on us and work a mighty and wonderful work in us verse 5 says happy blessed that's another translation for happy or for blessed happy happy is he who has the god of jacob for his help Whose hope is in the Lord his God. Don't put your trust. Now he says in princes. That's what they had. Then. But if he was, if he was, if, if he was writing to us. He would say don't put your trust in your job. Don't put your trust in any man. Let your confidence and your trust be in the Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, as you put your trust and your confidence in God, may you experience his very best in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, may you experience his very best in the mighty name of Jesus. This centurion knew to turn to the Lord. Notice again how he put this in Jeremiah chapter 17. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts his in man and makes his flesh, makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhab inhabited. Blessed or happy is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters whose roots who spread out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. And its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. There is a certain heat. There is a certain heat that has come on the earth. There is a certain drought that has come on the earth. And he's saying that if your trust is in man, you are in trouble. If your confidence is in man, you are in trouble. Oh, but the one who trusts in the Lord, no matter the heat, no matter the drought that comes on the earth, he won't feel it. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, by the word of the living God, may you and your family, may you and your loved ones be exempted from the heat and the drought that has come on the earth. If you believe that, say amen. As you put your confidence in the Lord, you will not be anxious. You will not be anxious this year in the name of Jesus. I said you will not be anxious this year in the name of Jesus. He says you will not fear when he comes. You will not fear in the mighty name of Jesus.
may you make the Lord your source in the name of Jesus. And he says you will not cease from yielding fruit. May this year be the most fruitful year of your life in the name of Jesus. I said, may this year be the most fruitful year of your life in the name of Jesus. I said, may this year be the most fruitful year of your life in the name of Jesus. Blessed is the one who has put his confidence, who has put his trust in the Lord. This centurion knew where to go. Do you know where to go? When there is trouble. Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? Or do you just know about him? The first thing this centurion. The first place. The person that he went to. When he was in trouble. Was the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray in this season. May you turn to the Lord. I said may you turn to the Lord. I said may you turn to the Lord. I said, may you turn to the Lord in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And may you experience the mercy of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go, let's go a step further here. So he says, the centurion came pleading with him, verse 6, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, this chapter has five I wills. Now, the first one was the, was the leper that came to Jesus. You see that in the prior verses. And it's Jesus said, it's my will to make you whole. The second time that he says, Santerion, I will. Then, Peter's mother-in-law, 14, Jesus also healed him, healed her, and made her whole. In another way, he was saying, I will. In the evening, many people came to him who were distressed and demon-possessed, and he healed every single one of them. The fourth time, he said, I will. Then later on, they ran into a storm, and he stilled the storm. He also said in another way that I will. In the mighty name of Jesus, I don't know the difficulty. This word is for somebody today. I don't know the hardship that you are in, but this morning, Jesus is saying to you, I this very moment Jesus is saying to you I will to make you whole and I pray in the name of Jesus receive his wholeness in every area of your life if you believe that say amen, amen. I will come and heal him thank you Lord Jesus Jesus Loves each and every one of us. And he loved this centurion. But notice what happened when Jesus started making his way there. He says, the centurion said, answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Only speak a word. And Jesus later on said, tell, told the person that I've not found so great faith in Israel. You see, words are so important. Turn with me to Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Notice this. Genesis 1. He says, in the beginning, who? Shout it. In the beginning. Shout it like you believe it. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was darkness on the face of the earth, 
And God, by his word, caused that circumstance to change. Put that together with John 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 1, 1. He says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was who? The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus God honors the human language by calling Jesus Christ the word and he says everything that was created he was there in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made and i am here to announce to you by the word of the living god that nothing will be made in your life either without the word Anything good that you are going to see in your life is to see and to fulfill all that God has planned for your life without the word of God, you will never see it. He was there in the beginning with God and the word was God. And he's saying this light, this word, shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it oh my lord and my god this morning in the mighty name of jesus no matter the darkness that has overwhelmed your life i pray as you align with the word of god may the light of god dispel that darkness in the mighty name of jesus In him was life. God's word is the master key to life. Outside his word, there is no life. Hebrews 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, God, who at various times and in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things notice this through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person notice this and upholding how many things all things by the word of his power when he had him by himself paid our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they he speaks to us through his son, by his son. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. It is by his power that the sun, the moon, and the stars are hanging in your perfect place and they are aligned. And I have come to assure you by the word of the living God, ah, that same word will uphold you. I said that same word will uphold you. You will make it in the name of Jesus. What is in the word of God? Our inheritance is in the word of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. He says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God 
and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified the apostle paul is leaving the ephesians they are very sad and to see him go and he's saying if there's one thing that i want to tell you if there's one thing that you should know let me give you one advice i am commending you to god and to the word of his grace which is able to do what build you up that word build up is very important thank you lord jesus you see in these days and times we must absolutely we must take the word of god seriously even more than ever before he says it's able to build you up and to give you an inheritance he says the word of god will build us up and to give us an inheritance our inheritance is in the word of god but it takes the building up and we getting in there to see our inheritance in the natural when someone passes away and leaves an inheritance in some cases siblings will fight over the inheritance this is mine this is mine this is mine this is mine why did he leave this did they leave this one for this one why did they leave this one for this one if we do that in the natural why can't we do that from a spiritual standpoint lord if there is anything that belongs to me while i am down here i'm not leaving anything on the table I want everything that belongs to me. All your plans, all your purposes, all your blessings, all the people that I'm supposed to touch and influence and impact. I am not leaving anything on the table. One time, somebody bought a ship and he, he, went, he went on a crew and he had paid for his fare. But he said, let me just take some crackers for, for this trip so that I, I can eat during this cruise so while he was going the whole time everybody on the ship when it's meal time they come outside and eat and enjoy the meal and they kept seeing this person in their room not eating this went on the whole time during the cruise and late, when they got off the ship they asked this person, why, why don't you like the meals on the, on the, on the ship? What's, is there an issue? Is there a problem? What's, what's the issue here? He said, no, I thought my ticket didn't cover the meals, so I took my crackers along. So the whole time that people were feasting three times a day, he was enjoying crackers. <laughs> my Lord and my God. <laughs> and he didn't find out till the end of the trip. Imagine you get to heaven and God says, this is your inheritance. This was on the table and the whole time you've been eating crackers, so to speak, spiritually. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So we must put the word of God first. The centurion said, look, you don't need to come into my house. He had graduated in his, in his level of faith. He has levels of faith. He says, I've not seen so great faith. Because you'll expect that in Israel, Israel were the people of God. They had the law. They had the commandment. They had the prophet. They had the promises. By saying in all of the land, you can have little faith. Some people, you told them that. You can have great faith. Abraham, he said, strong faith. They are different grades. He said to the centurion, I have not found so great faith for someone to get to the place where they realize that the word of God has creative power. Don't come physically to my house. Just another lesson in there right there. Jesus is so merciful, he accommodates himself to the level that we are. Some, but he wants us to grow. 
He said, I'm coming. The man said, don't come. Jesus said, if you don't want me to come, ultimately, he said to him, let it be unto you as you have believed. And the final analysis is going to be done to you as you have believed. I have not found so great faith, not in Israel. Then he goes on to say, he says, notice this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 9. He says, For I also, I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes. And to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. Go, and he goes. I have 100 people under me. When I say something should be done, it gets carried out. When I say another person should come, it comes. But you notice he says, I am under authority. That's a question. That's, that's worth pausing. You see, when we are in the earth, man is not meant to be independent spiritually. No. You either have the creator of the heavens and the earth, the Lord God Almighty, as your God and as your Father, or you have the devil as your father. There's no middle ground. So, the question is, this morning and to you and everyone, wherever you are, is whose authority are you under? Whose authority are you under? Are you under God's authority? Or is the devil ruling and reigning over your life? Anybody who is born again and a child of God is under God's authority. Anybody who is not in the kingdom of God and is not born again is under the devil's authority. Whose authority are you under? Ponder on that question for a little bit. He says, I am a man under authority. And Jesus Christ, before he left, you see, authority is delegated power. That centurion was under the Roman Empire. And he's saying he got his authority from there. We are under the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get our authority to rule and reign in life from him. Before he left, he said, all authority, in Matthew 28, in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And now I am delegating that authority to you. Go and exercise this authority in the earth. Go and preach and teach. Show all people what has been made available. Maybe you are watching or listening and the devil is having a field day in your life. Oh, maybe you are not subject to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't have a relationship with him. Or maybe if you have a relationship with him, your relationship with him is stale and cold. And the devil is bouncing you around make a decision today that no more of that bouncing around enough is enough i am switching allegiance i am coming under the authority of jesus christ and i pray in the mighty name of jesus as you do that and you come under his lordship as you come under his authority as you come under his mighty hand i see him taking your life and transforming it around if you believe that say amen I am also a man under authority. You see, you can only exercise authority when you are under authority. When you are yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he, say, he goes on to say, I have not found, verse 10, as surely I said to you, I have not found, Jesus marvel. And so to those who followed, as surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you, many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. 
but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth now let's go back to that thought if you have your inheritance and we know that the inheritance is in the word of god then it's important for us to put the word of god first place train yourself in every situation in every circumstance and ask yourself what does the word of god say my inheritance is in there that's what's going to build me up if that's really what it needs from the natural point natural standpoint there are vitamins there are minerals there are certain things that we need to build our body up if i'm uh, uh, my spirit man and the real me is going to be built up by the word of god then i must put it first between God and man, God's words are the bridge between God and man. And man's words are the bridge between him and God. And God says, this is where the centurion got to. He got to that point. Notice what the Bible says in Isaiah 55. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 55. This is so important. Verse 6. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God he will, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen to this. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He starts talking about thoughts. Then he winds up talking about words. He says, let the wicked person forsake his words, for forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord. He will have mercy. When you make a decision at any point to return to the Lord, he will have mercy on you. Then he's saying that God's word, when it is sent, his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, and, 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 and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and the, as the rain comes down, he communicates his thoughts to us through his word. And he's saying that my word will not return to me void. I pray in the name of Jesus, every word that God has spoken in your direction, concerning your life, concerning this year, I decree and declare it will not return void to, to the Lord. May it be fulfilled. May you see the fulfillment of it in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. So that is his bridge. But what he wants us to do is to put his words first. In every area of our lives. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. He says, my son, give attention to my words. My child, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. 
In other words, give my words first place in your life. In every, no matter what the circumstances, ask yourself, what does the word of God say? Put it first place. That's what the centurion did. He said, Lord, speak the word only. He had graduated and got to the place where he realized that the words of Jesus will not return to him void. The same way that he uses words to get things done, Jesus can use his word to get things done. The same way that God created the heaven and the earth with words. God's word, when there was darkness, can introduce light into your darkness. Your world can be recreated with the word of God. But it's not going to happen if you don't get into it. It's not going to happen automatically. He says, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't put your trust and your confidence in yourself or in any other person. Pay attention to my words. That means put it first. And that's what the centurion did. If you are if you if if you have if you are going to the post office and the post office closes at six. And you have 10 minutes to get there and you stop by a store let me just make a quick stop here and pick up some groceries before and i want to get to the post office before the post office closes when you meet a friend or you meet somebody in the store and they start a conversation you are going to say to them please hold on I'll talk to you later. I need to get to the post office. So at that point, the, the trip to the post office is first. It takes priority over that conversation. So when he says, give attention to my words, he's saying everything else is after. The attention has to be on the word of God. If your inheritance is in there, it just makes sense to put that first. If not, you'll be eating crackers along the way. And you don't want that. <laughs> you will not eat crackers along the way. You will enjoy all that God has for you. So he says, put it first. What does the word of God say? Do not let them depart from your eyes. Put your eyes on the word of God. Read it. Feed on it. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Like Paul said to the Ephesians, he's giving you the master key to life. I commend you to the word of God. This wise person is saying to their child that if you really want to make it, Put the word of God first. In every area of your life. What are some, you see, put the word of God first. One, in word. It's a play on words. Put the word of God first. One, in word. Two. Put the word of God first in your actions. Three, put the word of God first in prayer. Really, for you to have a successful prayer life, it's going to have to be based on God's word. The word of God will create your world. I repeat it again. The word of God will create your world. I don't know. It doesn't matter what the chaos is. You can always make a decision to start. It will fix the family issue, the marriage issue, the financial issue, the health issue. It will fix the issue. It will, it will create and change your life completely. By saying to this person that look, 
put the word of God first. For they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Glory to God. What happened to this centurion when he put the word of God first? In his words, in his actions, and in his, in his prayer. Jesus responded to him. Saying that, look, I expected to find great, this great faith in Israel. And sometimes it's interesting that people that you expect will have great faith. Don't. And people that are outside seem to have great faith. And, 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 he, and he said, wow, that's, that's interesting. You have all these things. May you never take the word of God for granted. Verse 13. He said to the centurion. Go your way. As you have believed. So let it be done. For you. Jesus never stepped his foot in that house. He never went there. He said, I'm coming. The man said, don't come. Wow. He marveled. This is, this is not ordinary faith. He had realized that the word of God spoken will not return void. And Jesus said, as you have believed, let it be unto you. And that word became health to The person that was sick. You, you, you see, that's what we, we are back to where we started. I like how God, the Spirit of God does it. I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody said, I don't believe in miracles. You will believe when you need one. <laughs> 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 you will believe when you need one. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same Jesus that did miracles. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And we are not smarter than the word of God. God's word doesn't change. When we put it into our heart and our mouth and speak it, our lives will be changed. When we take the word of God to him in prayer and pray, it will totally transform our life. William Buckley, a great, a great man of God from yesteryear said, when we pray, we must always remember three things. First, we must remember the love of God, which ever desires only what is best for us. Second, we must remember the wisdom of God, which alone knows what is best for us. Third, we must remember the power of God, which alone can bring to pass that which is best for us. He will praise with a perfect trust in his love, in the love, wisdom, and the power of God, will believe in God and pray to him. When we rely on the word of God, faith comes to us. We shouldn't put the foundation of our faith on our feeling or emotion. If it is put on our emotional feeling, it will always be swaying and fluctuating. Sometimes we can feel that everything is possible. But sometimes we may feel that nothing is possible. Our confidence must be in the word of the living God. Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus had been dead for four days. The people said, Jesus, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Don't, no, no, no. Jesus Christ is the same. His word is the same. 
Jesus said to, to them, Martha and Mary, he said, look, I told you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. I am the resurrection and the life. I am in the now of your difficulties. Maybe you are going through a dark season. Maybe this COVID, the pandemic, all these things have made, made it very difficult for you. In your hardship, tend to the Lord. In your trial, tend to the Lord. And this morning, I sense in my spirit that the word of God is transforming someone's life. The word of God is changing someone's life. The word of God is changing the circumstances of your life. Where the doctors have said it is impossible. The centurion said, speak the word of God only. In your circumstances, train yourself to only speak the word of God. Do not fear their fear. Do not speak the way the world speaks. Speak in line with the word of God. And as you do that, I see God transforming your life. As you put the word of God first in every area of your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, I see the life of God that has the ability to change and to transform, transforming your life. By the time if Jesus tarries, we get to the end of this year, you will say, my Lord and my God, as I have cooperated with the Lord Jesus, as I have worked with him, and as I have put his word first, oh, in my life, my Lord, see what the Lord has done. My Lord, I see you recovering. Any losses you may have suffered in the past, oh, no matter your past, in the mighty name of Jesus, by the word of the living God, his word will not return to him void. His word will build you up and give you an inheritance. All that God has packed for you in this month, I see in the name of Jesus, none of it will pass you by. All that God has packed for you in this year, none of it will pass you by. Ah, the same God who by his word upholds everything in the world. I see him upholding you. You will not fall. You will make it in the name of Jesus. His word is upholding you. His word is upholding your family. His heart is upholding your health. In the mighty name of Jesus this morning, even as we come to the communion table, anything that cannot be found in the Lord Jesus Christ will not be found in you. And everything that can be found in the Lord Jesus Christ that is not present in you, may it be found in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, for in him was life, and the life was the light of man. In the name of Jesus, I see light in your darkness. I see your life like light in your darkness. The same God that the world was full of chaos. In the name of Jesus, formed and void. Nothing beautiful, nothing good happening. I see in the name of Jesus, he is taking your life. And by his word, as you put it on top, as you make it priority, the chaos will be turned around. You will not be buried. You will be fruitful. You will not feel the heat that has come in the world, that has come on the world. But in the midst of drought, in the midst of famine, you are being fruitful. I said you are being fruitful. I said you are being fruitful. I said you are being fruitful. And as you believe, may it be done to you according to the word of the living God. Ah, my Lord and my God, I see someone. Ah, you are being tormented mentally. By the word of the living God, you are going free in the mighty name of Jesus. I see someone. Mazota Toskapa. You went away from the living God. But as you make a return, I see God restoring in the mighty name of Jesus. Your life will not be the same after today. Ah, by this encounter, your life ah, is taken by God. 
and he's transforming it. I see light. I see light. In the mighty name of Jesus, we don't serve a dead God. The same God who did it for the centurion. That same God, if you will speak the word of God only and put it first, he will transform your life. If you believe that, say amen. My Lord and my God. Always start and end with the word of God. The word of God is a living thing. Oh, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Where did the time go? Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 4.12. Let's wrap up with that. For the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The word of God is living and powerful. It's alive. The word is Jesus. He calls in the word. The question is, this morning is, does that word have a final authority in your life? Does that word have the final say in your life? If it does, it will transform everything. Your school, your everything will change. I, I get excited talking about these things because I know what it will do for you. I know what he's done in my life. I know what he's done in the life of others. And if you give him an opportunity, your life, will not be the same. You will testify in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Thank you. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. Find us on Facebook. Be our guest this weekend at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. May the blessings of the Lord be with you.